Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Welcome. We have with us a special guest, Michael Mahoney, and he is also known as the Hollywood Hills Medium. We welcome you, Michael. We are super excited to have you with us. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here as well. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm a spiritual evidential medium, which basically means I connect to um, loved ones on the other side. And by evidential, I mean that what I really try and focus on um, when I'm doing readings is getting very specific evidence for people that I'm really communicating with who I say I'm communicating with. Because when you go to see a medium, even if you're a little bit skeptical, what people really respond to is when a loved one's something very specific that only the person in the reading would know and so that's really what I specialize in and um, I don't use any tools I don't use anything I just uh, get quiet for a few seconds and then they start speaking to me so yeah that's what I do and I, I love what I do it's it's amazing gift and it's amazing to um, help others with this gift it's a very very healing process for everybody and I learn something new every time I, I re, you know do a reading for somebody Every reading is different, so uh, the stories and what I learn about the other side, and also just, I'm always learning something about myself as well, and it's, it's uncanny how many readings are timely for just, not only the person I'm reading, but also for me and whatever the messages are coming through. It's, it's really beautiful how that works. Is this something that you have been gifted with from a young age, or was there an incident, or was there a specific moment that you realized you had this gift? Um, I was gifted with it from a very young age. When I was little, I would see things uh, around the house that I would never tell anybody in my family that I saw. Shapes, figures, hear sounds, stuff like that. And I've had it my whole life and only recently in the last few years really started to do it professionally because it was kind of like the universe just wouldn't let it go. So uh, whenever I would do something else, um, I'm also a writer so uh, and I'm a screenwriter uh, in Hollywood. So that, that's kind of why I came to Hollywood, came to LA. As you probably know, when you have dark nights of the soul in your life, the universe sometimes will course correct to kind of strip everything out of your life to sort of get you back on track. And there's two times in my life that happened. Both times, it pushed me into the mediumship. The first time was about 10 years ago, and I didn't, I didn't ignore it. I just was like, no, that's not what I do. I'm a writer. Like, this is not, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, they were like, nope. <laughs> and, uh, I, I would go to these trainings. So I would go to these just because I enjoyed it and I was curious. I would go to um, these mediumship workshops and trainings. And every time I would go, the, the teacher would pull me aside. And I'll never forget the first time I went this 10 years ago. And he was a pretty renowned medium on the East Coast. And he pulled me aside in the bathroom, actually. And he said, so, so you're a professional medium, right? I was like, no. I was like, why do you, why do you think that I am? <laughs> yeah. so and he's just like, oh, no, no, you are. And that happened so many times. And the last time mm. that happened, I was just like, okay, all right. Let me ask you about your writing. A lot of times when I meditate, afterwards have this strong desire to write and I will write and write and write. And I almost can't 
control it or stop it. I'll be late to wherever I'm going next because I. I oh, girl, you're late all the time. Don't blame oh, yeah. that. But that's why. <laughs> that's, that's that's why it is. No, but really, I mean, I have to force myself to put down the pen or what. Then I'll look at what I wrote and I'm like, this isn't even for me. This is weird. Mm -hmm. But then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, later on, either that day or later on the week, someone's telling me something and I'm like, oh, you know what? I just wrote about this. Mm -hmm. Well, writing is, to me, it's always the same process. So what I'm receiving as a medium, I'm also receiving as a writer. It's really the same process because mediumship and writing is listening. That's mm -hmm. all you're doing. You are listening and then it's flowing through, through you and that's what comes out on the page or in the case of mediumship, that's what comes out of your mouth. Really? It's the same exact process. In fact, a lot of my scripts and when I got a manager in Hollywood and did all that kind of stuff, most of, I would just find myself writing about the same kinds of things I would always write spiritual things. I would always write scripts about someone who had passed away. Or, and there was a, one of the stories that got me a manager was about a family. And um, it was a doctor and her son committed suicide. And after he committed suicide, um, she and her family started basically getting, getting messages, seeing things, a lot of pranks around the house. And she was a total skeptic. Um, and I, anyway, I started writing her story as a pilot. And when I was mm -hmm. writing that story, um, after I submitted the first draft to her, she read it and she got back to me. She's like, how do you know some of these things that happen? I didn't tell you these things. So I did oh, not tell wow. you some of the things that happened with the family. And then I realized, oh, he's writing through me. Wow. Yeah. So it's the same process. So that's why that yeah. happens. And so if you're getting mm -hmm. messages for other people, then yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely send them because they're, they're real. And a lot of times we... We tend to dismiss stuff, right? It's very easy for us to dismiss stuff or think it's our imagination. When you do mediumship or you get messages from spirit, people think that uh, for mediums, it's like I see a, a ghost over there and they're talking to me like in a movie, you know, like in the movie Ghosts, like Patrick Swayze yeah. is over there. <laughs> He's helping me with pottery. Really, it, it takes place in your what comes from your heart, but it really comes, uh, when you hear it, it doesn't sound any different than you, your own thoughts. So you have to learn how to distinguish what, are, what is your thoughts and what is your imagination, what's real, what's not. And the way that you do that is you just, you receive without questioning. And so everything that you get, you always say is 100% right. You don't question it, never question it. So when I'm doing a reading, I say, usually I say it up front, Everything that I'm going to say to you, I can guarantee it is accurate. Whether we understand the message or not is another story. But I can tell you that whatever I get is going to be right. Sometimes there'll be information they don't understand. They will come back and then they'll be like, oh my God, what you said, blah, 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 blah. Last year, Mandy had gifted me for my birthday, like a two-hour session with a shaman who is also a spiritual reader and everything she told me sounded great, but it wasn't until like six months later, something re was revealed. And actually even just in the past month, something was revealed. Does that happen often? It does. It really does. Or a lot of times what happens is uh, whatever is said at the beginning of the session, it will, it will become uh, clear towards the end or they'll remember towards the end. 
And the important thing to remember if you're getting a reading from a medium is that spirit is at such high vibration to communicate even through a medium. It's a two-way communication. And so they have to translate energy and everything they're saying that they want to communicate into how humans communicate, which is such a lower energy. Words don't really do it justice. So a lot of times they have to use symbols. A lot of times the words will sound similar to something. So for example, if, I, if, I, if I'm reading for you and I say, oh, they're showing me an orange. It could be the color orange. It could be an actual orange. It could be a lot of different things. And as we keep the reading going, then it usually becomes apparent what it is they're trying to say. But they want to talk to you clearly just as much as you want to talk to them. And they're trying to communicate with you all the time, all the time. And it's, it's really about whether you know how to, un to listen or understand or interpret or be open to the fact that what you're hearing and seeing is actually real. And the example that I really like to give, and I can do it with you guys now, if I tell you to think of an apple, okay, so kind of free, think of an apple in your mind. Okay? Mm -hmm. Did you get it? Got it. Okay. So how long did that take you for the apple to sort of appear in your mind? Seconds. 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 Right. So when you receive a message from spirit, it will be faster than that. It will be instantaneous. You won't be doing the imagination. You won't be having to think, oh, I want to see an apple. There's and no if thinking. you realize that, there's no thinking. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that uh, around Thanksgiving. I was just seven o'clock in the morning, right awake. Normally they come to me in the middle of the night between three and 4 a.m. But this one, I was just sitting on the couch, turned on, um, I think I was watching the Goop Lab by Gwyneth Paltrow. And all of a sudden, um, this message just came through like in a second. And it was like my stuffing and my gravy. Just tell John I, I didn't write down the recipe. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, what the hell? What yeah. was that? And you know, sometimes it was so awkward. So I called John and I said, John, this is really bizarre, but your mom said she doesn't have the stuffing recipe written down. She's sorry. Immediately, John was like, whoa, we were just talking about how we needed to find her recipe. And so, you know, it's just learning to trust it. And like, it was so instantaneous. It was odd because I didn't have to think about it at all. It was just there. Right. I know this has happened to Mandy before because she's told me several times. But sometimes you'll receive things that you're not really sure whether it's appropriate to tell somebody. I know for me, sometimes I get this knowing or I get a message that this person has been sexually abused or may even be like holding guilt. And, you know, sometimes do you hold back from telling people things that you may not feel is appropriate? I do not. And okay. I'll tell you why. Loved ones on the other side only exist in the sphere of love. That's okay. the only place they can operate from. A lot of people who have readings, they'll start the reading feeling there might be guilt or there might be shame or there might be regret or there might be all those things that people bring to a reading that they want to express to a loved one. Right. The loved one will only all, always communicate in a loving way. There's zero judgment. There's, it, it only comes from a pure place. They, they, can't, they can't operate any other way once they're there. So that's why I don't hold back. Now, so when it comes to predictions, or a lot of people will say, you know, well, can they tell me what's going to happen with my relationship? Or can they tell me is, you know, X, Y, and Z. Difference between mediumship and psychic. Psychic, it comes from your solar plexus. You send out light and energy from your solar plexus to the other person. And what it does is it 
it picks up on the energy around that person's head, basically, their chakra, their thoughts. So you're picking up their thoughts, their energy for the day, their, um, just what's swirling around them, what path they're on right now in the present. For a mediumship, that comes completely from your heart. It's all about emotions and feelings. So as a medium, I'm feeling what, what the spirit is feeling. That's how I know how they passed. That's how they will, I will feel it in my body. And it comes from my heart. And the reason it comes from my heart is because that's where they exist. That's where love is. That's why sometimes psychic readings can be a little off or not come true or because they'll have free will, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever path you're on today, when I read you at this moment, that can change tomorrow and the outcome could be different. But what spirits, Mm -hmm. loved ones say, more soul lifetime journey stuff. There's more talking about this is why this keeps happening to you or this is what you're here to do or it's less than, you know, in a week you'll find that job that you really like or something like that. Makes so much sense. Thank you for that. Wow. I'm like mind blown right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Michael, what's your strongest Claire? I would say clairsentience. Really? Okay. Well, that would make sense. Well, I know for myself, I'm, I'm like a severe empath (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I do take on the physical symptoms of my clients if I don't protect myself. So I understand, you know, protection is a huge part of your work. Yeah, it is. And when I do group readings and workshops after the reading is over and people come up to me, about half the people will say, I'm an empath. I can't handle this anymore. How do I shut this off? I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's just like, it's the most yeah. common question I get. And there's a couple of answers. One is it's super important. I know this is really basic, but it's basic because it works. And I also, and no matter how many times I'll tell people this, then I'll ask them later, well, do you do it? Did you do it? And they'll be like, no, no, I really didn't do it. It is basically just grounding meditation twice a day. That's the most important thing you can do is feeling yourself connected to the earth, feeling roots coming out of like your feet going down to the earth. Any, whatever kind of grounding meditation works for you, do that twice a day. It doesn't have to be an hour or anything like that. It can be just 10 minutes. Start with 10 minutes, then maybe work up to 20. Um, but that will make a huge difference for you. Because when you're empathic, what happens is you're, and this is a mistake people make a lot, your energy field is really wide. It goes way, way, way out. So when, when, if you walk into a grocery store as an empath, because your um, energy field is so big, it's pulling in all the emotions, all the energy from everybody in the supermarket, right? If, yeah. here's, a, here's a really cool uh, sort of thing you can do. If you take a coat hanger and you unfurl it and you make it into like a, a rod, and the two of you guys can do it after this if you want, if you have a coat hanger, um, you can hold it out straight. It's kind of like a dousing rod. And you will and walk backwards from that person and you will, see the, you will see the coat hanger start to swirl around and move. It'll start to move, it'll start to move, it'll start to move or race. And that's where that person's energy is. And then you can practice with the other person saying, okay, just imagining that field that's way outside of you Make, making it shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink until it's just around your body. That and then it's awesome. really, Yeah, and then it's fascinating because you will see that, that hanger, it won't react. So the, the, the further, the, the new, you reverse 
it come closer, closer, closer after the person does it and it won't react until you get really close to the person. And that's, that's one of the biggest things is just visualize your energy field being close to your body. Because some people think it's the opposite. They think like, oh, no, no, I need to protect myself. So I'm going to send all this stuff out everywhere to tell people I don't want your energy. I'm going to send this over here. No, I don't want that. No, no. Bring it all as close to you as possible and make that bubble of light around you, that sort of golden light, and keep it around you and visualize it there. And it makes a world of difference. And when I do readings, I can't take that stuff on. I mean, I'm dealing with like really heavy stuff from the way people have passed, you know? Yeah. So I have to let the emotions and everything I'm experiencing pass through me completely. So that's another thing I say to empaths is feel every emotion, but let it pass through you instantly. Learn the process of letting go, of letting mm-hmm. go of the feeling. Because a lot of times after your reading, I do not remember what I said because I'm just letting it, everything, all the information I'm receiving come in and then go out, come in and then go out. And so I recommend people do that with their emotions to practice. Don't try and bury the emotion. Don't try and repress it because that's also what a lot of empaths will do. They'll say, oh, no, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. And they'll panic and they'll push it away, push it away, push it away. That actually makes it worse. Can I tell you guys something for- I don't have a wire hanger, but I want one. And I don't have wire hangers because of no more wire hangers. Dear, oh my God, what movie was that? Mommy Dearest, girl. I was so fucking scared of that movie when I was a child. Well, girl, yep. it, I just so happen to be sitting in a massive closet right now, and I have a whole bunch. I'll bring you one over, okay? I, I love you now because I want to do that. Michael, thank I know. you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Who Talkable used- bubble. Yeah, we call it our unfuckable bubble. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. It is. It's all about boundaries. And that comes to everything. And past have a really hard, highly sensitive people have a really hard time with boundaries and relationships and with coworkers, with everything. It's, it's very hard because they feel that setting boundaries is not being a caring, loving person. It's actually the opposite, as you know. It, I can set a boundary and that's actually being loving to myself first, which then is going to actually be more loving to the people then I have stuff to give to other people, which if I don't set those boundaries, I have nothing to give anybody. I don't know about you, but I'm going to ask you this question that people have asked me. Um, a lot of people that are uh, religious believe that this is, um, you know, against the Bible. And what would you say to those people? <laughs> I would say that love could never be against the Bible. And what I do is all about love and to experience it for yourself because once you experience it for yourself, you will understand that that's what it's about. People get scared and they say, oh, oh gosh, I, I tried that or, or I knew somebody who did that. And then they were haunted or they had these bad energies around them. And there's a difference between mediumship and communicating with loved ones on their side and what are known as sort of earthbound spirits. What you don't want is you don't want to be attracting or connected to those who have not passed over they're still here. So when we talk about hauntings or we talk about the sort of things that someone who might be religious might talk about being scared about or not, they, it's from the devil or whatever. No, it's not. It's just someone who's confused and they're still here and they're refusing to let go and move on. How would you know? As a medium, you know, because an earthbound spirit it's constant chatter so if someone is encountering like someone's always uh, interrupting if they're hearing those voices probably an earthbound spirit because uh, someone uh, who's gone to their side 
they are never going to interrupt you. They respect your time. They will find other ways. Mom at three in the morning. Yes, they may do it at three in the morning. Yes, because dreams, your soul is going to where they already are. So that's why it's much easier for them to reach your vibration there because your vibration is raising when you're asleep. I've only had two experiences where I've spoken to loved ones who have passed. The very first one told me that she could visit our dreams. And another weird thing that happened, and I wanted to ask you and Mandy, I, is that time is so different. I felt like I was talking to her for a long time, but really it had been seconds. That is a space of pure energy and pure the spirit. There's no time there. And when you're in pure spirit, you can be a million places at once because you're just sending your energy to all those different places, right? Have you heard the concept of being in flow? Yeah. So when you're in creative flow, do you notice that you lose right. so much time? Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like it's so much faster. That's because yeah. you are receiving from spirit. That's because right. when you're in flow, you're connecting the same way in the same place that they are. And it's instantaneous. It's, yeah. it, it just, it doesn't exist. Plus you have future lives, past lives, parallel lives. You have all those things actually going on right now, instantaneously. At the when somebody passes over, have you felt that maybe you can't contact someone anymore because they've now passed on to a new life or is their energy still accessible? Yep. The only time that it's tricky, if someone commits suicide, or there's a drug overdose, and it's within the first year after they've passed, it's, it can be very difficult um, to communicate with them. So usually I tell people, and I think I have this on my website, so I very much advise that you wait a year, if that's how someone passed that you wanna communicate with, because they are healing. This is all school, all of it, it's all learning, it's all souls trying to get closer to the essence of source and love, right? Mm -hmm. And so earth is just one way that we do this learning school for our souls. But when someone passes, that person that you knew as Bob or whatever here on earth, they're there, but they're also lots of other places, living all those other lives, as are you, by the way, when you're on earth. Yep. Which, which sometimes you see when you're dreaming or experience when you're dreaming and it feels really real, but it's, and it is because it's still happening to you. When people say like, I lost whole way that we even look at death especially in this culture in western culture we always say we lost somebody mm -hmm. or we didn't lose someone like the old star wars where obi-wan dies and he says um you slay me if you mm -hmm. like cut me down more powerful than you can ever imagine that's yeah. because that's what actually happens yeah they really can be absolutely everywhere and one thing i wanted to add to, the, to what i was saying before about the suicide overdose they're learning why they did what they did they're healing from that our vibration is so low that if they're around you and you're breathing and crying and your energy is so low, that actually kind of can bump them out of their healing process. So oh. that's why they need that time, get their vibration back to where it needs to be before they can communicate with you. And when I see someone who passed and it's too early or they're in that process, I actually see them darkened. I see them very dark. Friend of mine lost her daughter to suicide a little over a year ago and she came to me for a Reiki session and we've had conversations here and there. There was several things going on for about a two to three week time period that I'd look over. I thought I saw her and her mom was texting me and at the same time I'd see something move, but she couldn't communicate with her and she had been trying 
that makes so much sense what you're saying. And I definitely want her to connect with you. Yeah, because if she came to you because you don't experience the same level of grief or, or sadness. Yeah, or, right. So she could be around you and she was coming to you so that if she had messages for her, she could go, she could give them through you. I think that she happened. was trying, yeah. Yeah, and that happens a lot, um, especially in group readings where someone will <laughs> come through and the reading will actually be not for the person who came to the reading. It'll be like, oh, okay, so here's who's here and they want to give a message to such and such person and sometimes that works. They, like I said, it's a two-way street. They mm -hmm. want to communicate and they're going to find a way to communicate as well. Some souls are going to be stronger than others. When I had went to a huge group, over 100 people, and it was Deb Shepard, who's a very popular medium over here in Colorado. She was reading somebody, and all of a sudden, like the whole end of this guy's reading sounded like my dad. And I was like, what the heck? But I just ignored it. It wasn't for me. But the next person who came through for her was my dad for me. And mm. I was like, that's weird. I think he was push. He must have pushed whoever she was talking to out. I never got to talk to her about it. But I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. So I, what, what I encourage people when they go to group readings to speak up. And I say this at the beginning because... A lot of times that happens a lot. First of all, as the medium, you're getting a lot of people coming in and trying to talk to you at once. They will do that. They will push. And it depends on what messages are meant to be heard that day, how ready a person is ready to hear what they have to say, how, how, what, what is a person's intention for wanting to connect. Readings will be much better if you have an intention of really wanting to connect with a specific person or someone. It doesn't mean you can't have readings. If you don't, you absolutely can but you just don't know who's going to come through, you know, and sometimes the messages might not be for you, but yeah, they can, they can be pushy that way. Whoever comes to me on whatever certain day, I know that's because that's the exact day, the exact message that that person's supposed to hear. One group reading, this girl's, uh, someone came through and it was funny at first because she resisted it because it was so wild to her that she's like, what? This sounds like my first grade school teacher. Why would my first grade school teacher be coming to in a group mediumship reading and so and later at the end it was a very strange name and i gave her the name it was a very foreign sounding name that i i said when i said the person that was coming through and um later she kind of said that was i'm pretty sure that was my teacher you know and she came through because she was her guy for her writing which she had neglected for many years and as a teacher and she inspired her as a child to write and and blossom that part of her she planted that seed and now on the other side, that's her part of her task was to help this woman to rediscover that and to not neglect that anymore. And she was oh, wow. to give her that message. So a yeah. lot of times the people who come through are not people that you expect, but they all have tasks. They all have roles mm -hmm. in your life. They're helping you all the time. You just don't, mm -hmm. you just are not aware of it, but there's a lot of them helping you. Michael, do you ever feel nauseous at all? Like I've had a couple of listeners say that sometimes they um, they feel nauseous when they're connecting, someone's trying uh, to connect. I don't feel nauseous unless that they're trying to communicate a, something that was wrong with them or how they passed and nauseous, right. and nauseous is part of it. Probably what your listeners are experiencing is they in some way are trying to resist whatever is coming through so they feel nauseous. They may not be doing it consciously, but it's just that it's so much energy when a spirit yeah. is around you and really close to you, 
and they're scared. Maybe they're energetically scared or they're uncertain or they're not grounded. As I said before, mm-hmm. if they're not grounded, then you're yeah. going to get the shakes. You might get nausea. It can, you might get headaches. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff get really, really bad. Yes. Yes. And migraines because you just can't mm-hmm. handle the energy. And the best way to handle it is ground, 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 ground. So it sounds like you do a lot of the grounding for your protection. Do you have to, um, do you sage a lot? Do you, do you do any other protection? Do you use any particular stuff? Nope. I don't, I don't use anything. I'm not against using it. This is just my personal philosophy on a lot of this stuff is that everything that you need to do anything with this stuff, you already have. And it, it doesn't mean that we can't use stones, rituals, uh, candle burning, whack, all that stuff that people do. Okay, that's great. Do you need any of that stuff? No, you, you do not. I, I, you absolutely don't. We are all born with this ability. And that may shock some people, but we a thousand percent are. It's just that vibrationally, you come in at a certain place and it's uh, where it may be uh, initially easier for you or not. But you can raise your vibration. You can do the work. You can put in the work to learn how to do this. Anybody can. What are some that you suggest? Some ways. Uh, well, me- yep, meditation for sure. But I think one of the biggest ways is to be operating from your heart and not your head. I kind of have a phrase that I like um, that I really follow, which is inspired action. And when I say inspired action, I mean most people use their rational mind to make decisions or they think that's what they're using to make their decisions right we think that our brains our thoughts are how we make decisions when 95 percent of, of how we make decisions is actually emotional and actually comes from irrational uh, emotional decisions and emotion is just energy in motion that's all it is is energy when we make decisions or when we want to raise our vibration the most important thing is to be in touch with your feelings with your heart with your with your energy there and so when you're feeling anything or when you meditate, imagine energy coming from your heart to other people. So you can practice with other people, simple exercises. Do empath psychic mediumship. Empath, sit across the other person, close your eyes, and just ask to feel the other person in your body. So it's a physical sensation, and the other person does the same. And then so what will start to happen is if you pay attention to your physical body, then let's say my right knee starts to hurt and then you both compare notes. It's like, oh, my right knee starts to hurt. And they're like, oh yeah, because I have arthritis in my right knee. Yeah, right? And so, you're like, let me get out of your body. <laughs> yeah, right. And then if you want to do psychic, it's kind of what I was talking about before where you imagine light coming from your solar plexus towards the other person. And then you just, whatever you get, just write it down. Don't think, whatever you get, just write it all down. And then if you want to do a mediumship, you do the same thing, except you do it from your heart. And you do it from your heart to the other person. And then, again, uh, immediately whatever you get, you, you write down. Another way to sort of raise your vibration is getting out of your thoughts. Eckhart totally does this. He, he's a very big proponent of when you are in your thoughts, you're anxious, depressed, whatever. Feel your hand. Feel the energy in your hand. It's amazing that you don't think about, like, my hand has energy in it, right? Like, you don't feel it most of the day. But if you actually just stop your brain and actually just focus on what is going on in my hand right now, you will feel all kinds of wild stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you do that in anything physically in your body, that raises your vibration because it forces you to be present. It's another way to be grounded is not just visualizing and meditating, but actually feeling your body. Another way to raise your vibration because that means you're right in the moment. Another thing that 
listeners can do if they want to learn how to talk to their guides or their loved ones. And this is another really easy one. It's, it's really fun, which is just ask a question. And it helps if you kind of pick somebody, say, uh, I want to ask my dad a question and, and make it a yes or no question. And just close your eyes and meditate and say, okay, show me yes. And whatever the very first image is, no matter how insane it is, how crazy it is, okay, just write that down. So it's whatever you see in your imagination, write it down. And then say, show me no. And then whatever it is, write it down. Now you just forget about it. You write those things down. You completely forget about it and just live your life. And I guarantee you that in the next week or so, usually it's quicker, but in the next week ago, somewhere you will see one of those two images or you will hear it or someone will say the word to you or something. And that will be your answer. The first time I did this, I was given, I was shown uh, an elephant and I was living on Cape Cod at the time. It's like, okay, I don't think there's a very high likelihood of me seeing an elephant (laughs) (laughs) anytime soon, but all right, sure. Yeah, whatever. Right. Then one night I pulled out a show on my, from my DVR that I was, had been sitting on my DVR literally for two years. I had never, whatever. And, and it was a few days later, I wasn't thinking about this whole thing and I turned it on and within the first five minutes, there was an elephant on my television screen and I was like, ah, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm going to run through a couple of questions the listeners had. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, one of our listeners, Missy, had a question. She asked, how frequently should you talk to a medium? I wouldn't do it more than every six months. You can do it more for sure. And people do. Mm-hmm. So our other listener, Kelly, asked, do you have to open the channel for messages or do they just flow in without like warning sometimes? Uh, they, <laughs> they just flow in. Yeah, they just, just flow in. Fun. So question for you, is it common or have you experienced ancestors? Not like people I knew. I had a, a grandfather that came through who was from the 1600s. Does that happen often? Yes, it does happen often. And, that, and that's why um, if, if you go to a medium and you don't know who the heck they're talking about, yeah. or it doesn't resonate, don't worry about it. Like I, like I said, I guarantee you that it's a highly regarded medium. It's a good medium. It's going to be real. And just do your research afterwards because yeah. I've had people that's the same thing. And I said like, and they'll be like, no, no, that's not my ground. No. And I'll say, okay well, this feels like maybe it's a great, great grandma or whatever. And then they'll come back and they'll do, they'll ask their mom, they'll ask their grandmother, their parents. And they'll, sometimes they'll send me the obituary or something of somebody from, you know, a family tree or whatever, even if it's a great grandfather. And it'll be like, everything I said is right there. And isn't that so validating? I love when my clients will, you know, come back to me and tell me, oh, you were right about this or this ended up happening. I'm like, okay, good. Because sometimes some of it's coming out and I'm like, I don't know. And I I really appreciate when my clients or when people will, you know, validate some of those things. I do too. I I love when they validate is I always say, it doesn't matter how routine this might be for me. Yeah. It it always will still amaze me. It will always. it's, It's exciting. And always, always get that feeling of, oh my gosh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. That, that will never, that never ends with it. That's yeah. awesome. But do you have any other questions from listeners, Mandy? How do you know if the medium is legit? Um, should you kind of interview them, look for references, what kind of criteria? A lot of people are skeptical and want to make sure that, you know, yep. that they're legit yep. and curious what like average cost is. 
Yep. Uh, well, cost can really vary. Um, but uh, word of mouth is my biggest way of getting clients. So okay. people have a reading and then they have a, a really amazing experience. And so they tell their people. And I ask people who, who I do readings for, please tell their people about me because that's the most important thing because they're, they're the validating source, right? So they can validate the experience they just had. So I would recommend when you're looking for a medium, try and find something that you know that has been to them so that it can validate the experience. If you can't do that, a good medium will, will say, if I can't, if no one comes through for you, then I won't charge you, you know? Mm. And I offer that to everybody. I say, look, if the reading, and that's that. I How often does that happen? Uh, it's honestly, <laughs> it's, it's never happened in okay. a one-on-one -on -one session. It's happened in a group, but, I, but I've told, the, but I say that in a group, I say, you may, if it's a group reading, there's a small chance someone might not come through for you. So it's, it's happened a couple of times there, but one-on-one, -on -one, it's, it's never happened. If it does happen, I would say, okay, no one came through. And I, and I wouldn't, I don't take it personally, right? And it's not, it's not a statement of me. It's just, okay, it just was going to happen today or for some reason. And it's, it's not going to happen. So uh, look for mediums who, who make that guarantee for you and just try and focus on the word of mouth. And then also look for an evidential medium. Um, there are a lot of frauds out there. There are a lot of people who don't, you know, say they can do things and don't. Um, mm -hmm. And a really good medium will be able to give you very specific things in the reading. It, it, won't, it won't be general. It will be, you have a photo that looks like this in your right pocket that was given to you, et cetera, et cetera. I have to ask you, being in Hollywood, have you huh? connected with any famous spirits? Famous <laughs> spirits? <laughs> I've had clients who, uh, they are yeah. famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. so you haven't like like ran across Marilyn Monroe hanging out or anything? Uh, well, this is funny that you ask because it, it doesn't really work that way. People think that I can just like <laughs> that I have a phone number. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, there has to be a connection to the person that you're reading, and so that's another thing. If you tell a medium is BSing you, if if they say that, like, oh, I can talk to you, um, you know, whoever, uh, JFK or whatever, Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson. Um, it's very, very unlikely that's who they're actually talking to. There are sometimes it can happen if you have another spirit guide or spirit or, or, or soul who brings the person into the reading. Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole nother topic. It does happen right. if, if yeah. you know somebody and work with somebody as a medium, who do, like a spirit who helps you and does that. But um, yeah, in general, no, you can't. Yeah, so no, I haven't. Would you be open to maybe trying to connect to see if anyone comes through for Mandy or I? Uh, right now? If you can't do it that way, that's fine too. Yeah, sure, I can try. Um, is there anybody uh, that you want to try and connect with? I have a couple people that I definitely would want to connect with. I'll just quiet myself for a second. And, okay. Um, let me uh, see. Uh, yeah, let's see who comes here. Okay, there is a name. Um, there is a name. Maybe when you start asking, what to connect with? Um, that is a. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's a woman. Um, it feels like Brent. Okay, she's saying grandmother, great grandmother. Um, it, the name starts with a B. What I heard, and and sometimes the names can be tricky. Um, 
like I said, uh, but I'm hearing like a, it was like a Becky or a Becca. Um, oh my God, that's so weird. No, guess what? I don't have nope, a, Becky or nope. Becca, but a grandmother earlier for some crazy ass reason was saying Becky around me. Okay. Oh, I, I'm freaking out that you just said that. Right. I don't have a Becky. <laughs> well, okay. We'll see. But somebody <laughs> said Becky do. to me earlier. I think you do. Um, all right. She is, um, she's showing, she's showing herself to me as, uh, blonde, brownish blonde. And, um, she's showing uh, very, um, flapperish, almost like 1920s, like, um, She's showing to me like almost like a, a, a fur coat. Um, let me ask her. How, let me ask her how she has. Huh. Yeah, she keeps showing. It's funny. She keeps showing me. She was definitely this Becky Rebecca. She was definitely a, a socialite of some kind. Because she's almost, she's showing me like those old, um, uh, like flapper stuff almost. And yeah. like, I don't know, it, it feels like a, uh, like a New York or something like that, or like a, a major metropolitan. It's your family, city. Mandy. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm totally on your vibe right now, Michael. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and she's, um, because she keeps showing me like mixed drinks, like cocktails, like, um, A lot of parties, you know. Uh, the, what's the movie um, DiCaprio where he plays the that old novel? Uh, oh yeah, that's a good what, movie. You know what I'm talking about? Great Gatsby. Yeah. She's giving me like a Great Gatsby vibe. That that was her kind of thing. Um, and she's even showing me that she was in. Wow, she was even just talking about like an underworld kind of thing, like a smuggling type of thing, or, and I feel like this was maybe prohibition or something like that, but it's almost like there are these illicit parties with alcohol. Um, mm -hmm. That's Mandy's family for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked uh, at Mandy's tree. She's got so many Rebecca's in her ancestral tree. I just looked it up. Okay. Well, yeah, it's definitely a Rebecca. It's definitely a yeah. Becky. Yeah. I and, am uh, tripping out about that. Yeah, even when you even when you ask, can you connect? Uh, she came right through. She said Becky, and she started coming right through. Yep. Holy shit, that is tripping me out. I don't. And where would I mm -hmm. find the word Becky? I I mean, this is sh I I don't. That was so weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what you're talking about, Shannon. Okay, <laughs> about ten minutes ago, in my mind, I was about ready to say something. I don't know if I was listening to you guys. And I, I was thinking, oh, like, um, if Grandma Becky came through or something like that, like, I was going to say it. Like, when I was thinking about, you know, do spirits come through from ancestors? Like, oh, I actually was going to say it at this point when I was talking about that. Like, all of a sudden, Grandma Becky comes through, and I don't have a Grandma Becky. I was going to say that at that moment. I was going, I, the word Becky came to my freaking head. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because... Because because she was trying, she's talking to you as well. I go like, put on a flapper dress and dance around with a fake cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that was a cool era. <laughs> I'm I'm validating you. Yeah.
I feel it all over my body right now. My entire body is fuzzy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just really appreciate your time, especially since we kind of just threw this at you, like, hey, let's just do the interview today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any information you want to throw out there for, the, for yep. our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can, my website is uh, hollywoodhillsmedium.com, and you can book sessions with me there. Uh, for listeners, I'm offering uh, $50 off my normal rate. Um, to, to get that rate though, you'll have to like, like message me and DM me. So my Instagram is Hollywood underscore Hills underscore medium. So DM me there for the $50 off, or you can book on my site. And then uh, I do, I have a podcast as well, which I just started. It's kind of a spirituality and relationships podcast. Love um, it. How to break spiritual patterns in relationships. Yeah. It's called the other side of uh dot 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 and that is on all the usual channels spotify itunes etc i just released one episode of that so so you can obviously um for our listeners they can you could do over the phone readings you could if we have you know people yep. in la okay awesome. yeah i do skype or on the phone i also have an office uh you'll see it on my site but i have an office in um woodland hills that i can do in-person readings as well um but obviously right now is probably not the best time to be doing that but Probably starting in June, we'll probably start opening that up again. Yeah, hopefully, right? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Keep, you know, doing what you're doing because you are very wise and very gifted and we appreciate your time. We come into LA a lot, so maybe I'll be able to meet you in person and maybe get a reading in person. That would be amazing. I would love that. I would love to meet both of you. Absolutely. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Okay. No, oh, I did. I, my God. Becky? <laughs> look at her butt no, no i i know i didn't understand I, I was so confused i was like what is she talking about okay wait hold up this is what just happened okay while he was talking okay i was sitting there and it came to me oh i wonder if ever like you know a grandmother or you know somebody comes through and i and in my head i was like you know maybe grandma becky would come through for somebody and you know, the person doesn't even know Grandma Becky because Becky was so far on the ancestry, you know, so far back in her lineage that she didn't realize that she has like a Grandma Becky. And I was about to say it, but then why would I say Grandma Becky? So I used my own story about my ancestor in asking the question. So when he just said to you that grandma becky was coming through i mean that just blew me away i'm freaked out i was like what the fuck well i will say i've always felt connected to that whole era um that is so crazy i felt connected to gatsby era i remember our friends sean and denise had a wedding that was gatsby themed and when i put on the dress it felt so fun to me to see where uh, his reading leads i feel bad that we just threw it on him so fast but yeah we're only playing a portion of his reading with you Mandy because well for one it's personal and for two um it, you were getting a lot of information but how very cool just so down to earth so grounded yeah I mean I felt like the way he described things it was like it wasn't all woo that's he's weird or mediums are weird it, he, he made them very simple and it made so much sense it you know what it's because it's just like you said he's very grounded and that was a we so need that balance and that connection with earth it's so important 
if he wasn't so grounded, he wouldn't be able to relay that to us and have us understand. And it's just a perfect example. That's why you have to be grounded because even just, you know, meditating too much and not grounding myself. And then when I'm talking, it's like, uh, hello, what the fuck are you talking about? Like humans can't understand that shit. So what I kind of love about our podcast is, um, I feel like we break it down spirituality for dummies. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about all of these kind of things that seem so far up into the spiritual realm and bringing them down to a place where people can can not only understand it, but they can also access it. And it's all right there in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I I really appreciate Michael for um, hitting us up. And I think I will definitely be calling him for a session. And if you guys want to, I would definitely recommend he's giving you guys $50 off and we'll put his information up on our website, www.mysenseofsoul.com. Awesome. I'm so excited. That was so fun. Our next episode is going to be amazing as well. Uh, yes, it is. It is. We have um, lined up for our next episode, David Schwerin, who is a co-author of the book, Know Your Soul. So I look forward to that so much. Thank you guys all for listening. We're uh, back. All right. Stay safe and wash your hands. I'll call you in a little bit. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.